What kind of heart soil do you have? And you may be thinking, where did he get that from? All right, let us turn to the Gospel of Matthew. That's Matthew in the Hebrew. Chapter 13, we'll begin at verse 1. All right. And you know what? We have so much structure here in the West and people from Europe and all these other places. We, have, we're, we meet in buildings, all these other things. I want you to notice today where Yeshua is meeting. He's not in a building in this story here. On that same day, Yeshua went out of the house and sat down. He sat down by the lake or the Sea of Galilee. Such a large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the crowd stood on the shore. So sometime next summer, we're going to go by a lake, and it would be wonderful to have a service there. I haven't talked to the board about this, but it would be something very unique and very different, right? So continuing, and he told them many things in parables. A farmer went out to sow a seed. As he sowed, some fell along, alongside the path, and the birds came and ate it all up. Other seed fell on the rocky patches, and there was not so much soil. It sprouted quickly, and be, because the soil was shallow, but when the sun had risen, the young plants were scorched, and since their roots were not deep, they dried up. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. But others fell into rich soil and produced grain, a hundred, sixty, and thirty times as much as had been sown. Those who have ears, let them hear. Notice what Barbara was praying earlier? That Joshua's ears would be open and all those ears would be open. Because you know there are times when we read the scripture, it's like, I've already read that. They become like, what, nursery rhymes to us, Right? I've heard it. I know all what's in there. There's nothing more that I can gain from that. And I tell you this, as being a believer over 30 plus years, I know this every time I spend time reading those nursery rhyme scriptures that I think are nursery rhymes, the Lord and the Spirit of the living God just open up my eyes. So we pray for us to, for our ears to be open, but also for our spiritual eyes to be open also. Amen. Then the Talmudim, which are disciples, came to him and asked, Why are you speaking to them in parables? Okay. He answered, Because it has been given to you the secrets of the kingdom. They were given the secrets. You disciples, you Talmudim are given the secrets to have the full knowledge what the scripture means. Okay. And it comes to us, what, in Revelation by degree by degree. As a young man, I understood somewhat of the scripture. As a, as a, as a little bit older man, I understood a little bit more. And now as an older man, I understand even more. Amen? He answered, because it has been given to you the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. Not the kingdom of this earth, Right? Because this earth is not going to be our permanent home. It will be temporary for a thousand years during the millennial reign of Messiah in Jerusalem. But it will not be our permanent home. This earth will be what? It will be gathered together and it will be consumed by fire. It says the universe will be consumed by fire in Second Peter. So all this material stuff on the earth is going to burn. It's a tool, all right? So continuing, for anyone who has something will be given more. 
That's what's speaking here. He's speaking of revelation. He's not talking about material things. So that he will have plenty. But from the one who has something will be given more so that he will have plenty. But from anyone who has nothing, understand that? He's speaking about spiritual revelation. Those who pondered the word of God. Just like Israel pondered about this dream that Adonai was giving to his son, Joseph. Who else pondered things? It says that when Simeon was serving in the temple, and Miriam, Mary, and Yosef, Joseph brought Yeshua and brought him to the dedication in the temple, Simeon prophesied some things to her that literally blew her mind. And the scripture says that she simply pondered them. She focused on them. She meditated on them and waited to see the completion of that prophecy. You know, there are a lot of prophetic words in the scripture that the Lord, all of a sudden, it starts to glow in the scripture. And it's like a, a beacon to us. And the Lord is saying, I want you to focus on this one thing. As you focus on this, I'll give you deeper and more revelation, and I'll give you proper application how to apply it to your life. So continuing, but from anyone who has nothing, even what he does have will be taken away. He's talking about revelation here, because who is speaking to them right now? But the Mashiach, the Messiah, the representative of God the Father in human flesh. And their eyes that are dull, and they cannot see and under fully understand. He's allowing those who want to search after God with their whole heart, soul, mind, and spirit the opportunity to break out of their comfort zone and to come before him and spend time in his presence and demanding of God this, let me know your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding so I may be able to walk in your ways. Continuing, here's why I speak to them in parables, that they look without seeing and listen without hearing or understanding. That is, in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, whose Hebrew name is Yeshayahu, which says, this is from Isaiah 6, chapter 6, 9 and 10. Because Yeshua is not, he's not quoting Matthew through Revelation here, because why? It has not been written yet. So when he's speaking about the scriptures, he's speaking about what? The Tanakh and the prophets, all right? So let's begin here. You will keep on hearing, but never understand, and keep on seeing, but never perceive, because the heart of this people has become dull. Without their ears, they barely hear, and with their eyes, they have closed, so as not to see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and do teshuva, which is acts of righteousness, that only God can give us the opportunity to do. So I, so I could heal them. And it goes on in verse 16. But you, how blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. Yes, indeed, I tell you that many a prophet and many a zadik or a righteous person longed to see the things that you are seeing, but, not, but did not see them. To hear the things that you are hearing, but did not hear them. So listen. And he's not saying listen with your natural ears, but start listening with the ears of your spirit man. So listen, 
to what the parable of the sower means. Now he's going to give clarification and application. Whoever hears the message about the kingdom but does not understand it. See, it's not about a denomination. It's about the kingdom of God. We have one faith, one Lord. We have one mikvah, one baptism. And there's only one kingdom that's being established. So continuing, whoever hears the message about the kingdom but does not understand it is like the seed sown among the path. The evil one comes and seizes what was sown in his hearts. Many of us who come from a Jewish heritage have had the good news shared with us from time to time. A seed was sown, but did that seed fall upon good soil that would bring about salvation? Now, those who are of the nations, this is the same thing. How many times have people heard the good news of Yeshua, Jesus' death and resurrection, and still they have not received that seed and allowed it to grow within their hearts for that revelation? Continue with verse 20. The seed sown on rocky ground is like a person who hears the message and accepts it with joy at once, but has no root in himself. All right? It's just like you're amazed at something that that happens before you. What were these people seeing? They were seeing a prophet of God raising people from the dead, healing the sick. They were hearing reports of what? Him walking on water. Okay. They were hearing all these things, and they were amazed. All right? Just like the latest film that comes out with all these technical things that go on, They say there are actors out there who are not really actors, but they're just images of other actors, all right? And people are just simply blown blown away by the special effects. So were the people of Israel at that time. They're being blown away by the special effects of the miracles that, that Yeshua was doing, all right? They were amazed, all right? But they were not putting their trust and their faith in him. And you know the reason behind the miracles was to show and demonstrate the love of God and to get their full attention. So continuing, but has no root in himself, so he stays for a while, he's entertained, but as soon as some trouble or persecution arises or some other thing that catches that person's eye arises on account of the message, he immediately, he or she, falls away. And that happens to any believer. There are things in life that come up that can draw us away from our relationship with the Lord. And that's why I charge you, Joshua, and everyone who's hearing on the podcast, everyone who's assembled here, your most important relationship beyond your spouse, your mom, your dad, your grandma, grandpa, any blood relative or friend, okay, any employer or anyone, your greatest relationship is with Yeshua, and it needs to be an intimate one. You are to love and cherish him beyond all others. And that's what Yeshua is driving in here to the people, that they decide for themselves. So let's continue. Now the seed sown among the thorns stands for someone who hears the message, but is choked by the worries of the world and the deceitful glamour of wealth, so it produces nothing. All right? The good news is shared, but it doesn't be allowed to grow, to be nurtured, okay? There were times in the 70s where there were great outreaches, where Billy Graham would go, he would show up, all right, 
And he'd proclaim the good news. And all these people would come down to the altar and they'd give their lives to the Lord. And then they'd just go their merry way back to their old lives. Why? Because there wasn't follow-up. There wasn't discipleship being done. And that's what Yeshua is talking about here. Allowing that seed that came from God for you to be blessed and amazed by it, but, but for it to take root and for it to grow and to become a nourishing plant. However, what was sown on rich soil is the one who hears the message and understands it. It is such a person who will surely bear fruit 160 and 30 times that was sown. Yeshua said that the same seed produced no fruit, some fruit and great amount of fruit. All right. Who's the planter of the seed? Yeshua. Now, Yeshua is not walking on this earth today. So who is now the planter of the seed? All his disciples. We should be planting seeds of the good news, sharing the hope that is within us with everyone that we meet. The seed was in the same in every place, but the condition of the soil was different. All right. This may seem like an odd story for Yeshua to share, but remember, many of the people who were listening to him were from an agrarian society. They were farmers, okay? There were a few fishermen, but most people were growing crops. Why? Because they were given as an inheritance from the Lord different parcels of land that were passed on from one generation to another. So they were an agrarian society. They were familiar with the dirt and the soil of the land. Okay, Yeshua was talking to them and using word pictures that they could understand. Yeshua wasn't teaching them something that was something new about farming. Like the University of Minnesota, they come up with different theories, right? And they try those different theories. Some work, some fail. He was using what they, what they had already understood about farming to teach them deeper revelation. This is what Yeshua was saying to the people. The seed that is sown is good news. And the good news is about what? It's all about Yeshua. It's not about a person or a personality. It's not about a denomination. But it's all about Yeshua. Because Yeshua said this. If you lift up my name before all people, I will do what? I will draw all, peop all people unto the Father. All right? And if we're not about the business of, of leading people to Yeshua and pointing people to Yeshua, and pointing them to our great personality, or who we are, or our denomination, the seed that was planted in their hearts will soon dry up. And their relationship with God will dry, will die. The soils are on the hearts of the people who can make a choice about the message of the kingdom of Abba, Father God. You see, once that seed is planted in our hearts, we're to nurture that seed. The condition of the people's hearts can be compared to the different kinds of soils that receive the seed, the message. The message in one word is what? It is Yeshua. Now let us look at the story a little closer, now with the understanding of what each part stands for, all right? Now it's going to be in reverse order here. If the seed stands for the truth of Yeshua, the word of Abba, Father, God, and the soil is the hearts of the people, what would it mean to scatter the seed on the soil? It is when some hearers hear the truth through teaching or through reading of the scriptures. All right? It's not sufficient for us to simply hear messages, right? 
How do we truly grow? Is when we dig in the word of God. When we search the scriptures, like Rav Shaul said to the men of Berea, he said, I want to commend you over everyone else. Why? Because you search the scriptures to see the things that I'm sharing and teaching you today, whether they are lining up. And remember, it wasn't Matthew through Revelation. It was Genesis, all right, through Malachi, okay? So the importance of us knowing the Old Testament is just like this. You're going to college, right, young man? What if, what if you never had, had uh, elementary, junior high, and high school, and they just simply placed you in a college uh, room? That's right, because the foundation's not there. That's why the foundation of the first covenant, has we have to know it as believers, all right? We are to know both old and new, the Tanakh and the Brit Hadashah, equally. And I tell you this, you may be saying, well, that's asking too much, right? You know what's amazing? People of years ago, for someone to be ordained as a minister, all right, he had to know, these are mostly guys at that time, he had to know both rites and speak in Greek and Hebrew fluently, all right? I cannot do that. But you could not be ordained at that time. Why? Because their, their whole heart and mind, the business of their ministry was what? The word of God. And that's why we, what we have today is what? Very, very liberal colleges. Harvard and Princeton who were founded upon what? Godly principles of what? Training up men and women to go and proclaim the good news, both here and abroad. That's why they were established. And since they took the book out and they lowered the requirements, that's what they've, now they've become liberal colleges. But that's what the founders of those colleges and the people who sacrificed was for that, what? For the proclamation of the good news, amen? So let's continue here. Look now at the four different soils, the soils that dwell in people's hearts. See, that's what Yeshua is always getting to, the heart of the matter. He didn't care how religious you were. He cared about your relationship with Abba, Father God. That's why in the Tanakh he says that your sacrifices, they sicken me. Who established the sacrifices? Was it not Adonai? They were going through what? The dog and pony shows of simply bringing the sacrifices, but there was no heart intent of truly asking for forgiveness. We as believers today, that can be the same. If we're not allowing the spirit of the living God to speak to us and to convict us when we do walk in sin. Did you hear that? When we do walk in sin. Because we do that from time to time. And the scripture says this, if we say there's no sin in us, we are what? We are liars. Amen? That's what the scripture says, and that's who we are. We do not confess our sins when the spirit of the living God brings us to the point of repentance. And that's what Yeshua is doing here. He's bringing the people out of their own, own mindset, and he's giving them deeper re revelation. The hard path. Some of the seed fell on a path, and the birds came and ate it. Some people hear the truth, but like hardened paths, they do not let it sink into their hearts. 
Zechariah 7.12 says, Yes, they made their hearts as hard as a diamond. All right? What is one of the hardest stones known to man? I don't know if a meteor is hard, hard or not because I think I skipped that. I didn't go to that one class that one day. But it's insignificant, all right? My past, right? Hard as a diamond, the scripture says. So that they wouldn't hear the Torah and the messages that Adonai Zabaoth, the Lord of hosts, had sent to them by his spirit through earlier prophets. This is why greater anger came from Adonai Zabaoth, the Lord of hosts. And this is what he says at the end of that portion of scripture. The pleasant land, which is Israel, was turned into a desert. If we allow all the things of the world to come into our heart, what happens? It chokes out the good news, the seed in that plant that's growing, all right? We are to be what? Tenders of our garden's hearts. We're responsible. Not mom and dad. And when you get to the age of accountability, right? Your choices, your life choices depend on you. And the consequences, you'll live out those consequences, amen? But that's a learning experience because the Lord never rejects his people, amen? Continuing, soon Hasatan takes the truth away. In the scriptures, birds are sometimes used as a word, word picture for Hasatan. Who's Hasatan? That's Satan, the devil, the false accuser of the brethren. If people do not receive and respond to the word Yeshua with faith, and trust, their opportunity will be stolen by the evil one, right? Because all of a sudden they'll say to you, wait a second, I thought you were Jewish. What, what, what's this thing about Jesus? That's the Gentile God. Why, do, why are you having anything to do with him? Weren't you raised better than that? Don't you know you're going to deny your fathers if you accept this Yeshua? See, Family members, acquaintances, peer groups can try and mold us into their image, right? That's why it's amazing. Once you come into the kingdom, God gives you some new friends, right? You know the very first friend you get? Your best friend, who is whom? Yeshua, your elder brother, who sacrificed and gave everything for you, right? We heard about Joseph earlier, right? He sacrificed so that his brothers and his mother and father could be saved. He's a type of Yeshua in the Tanakh. Rocky places. Next, some of the seed fell onto rocky places. These people hear the message with great joy, but the seeds on the rocky soil, they do not let it take root. Why? Because they're shallow. Have you ever met shallow believers? I have, and I've been one in the past, where you can praise the Lord and put on this fake religious spirit when, pres when you're in the presence of other believers. But as soon as you got out of that crowd, you went back to your old carnal nature. Oh my goodness, is Rabbi confessing today? Amen. Confession is good for the soul, right? Let's continue. They seem to be happy to hear about Yeshua and his great love demonstrated by all these miracles. They're being entertained, but they do not let it sink into their hearts. On the outside, they may express great enthusiasm, but inwardly, they do not consider it carefully. You know what Yeshua said? Count the cost. 
If you want to be his disciple, his Talmudin, we must count the cost. That's not just one-time event. That is a daily, moment-to-moment. And when your world is turned inside out and upside down and everything is not going as you proclaimed it to be, all right, that is when we're to count the cost and say, oh, God, I need you. I need you in your presence to go through this. There were great crowds who followed Yeshua, but only a few were his true Talmudim disciples. We heard about the 12 earlier, and then the 11. When these people face pressure or bad circumstances, they quickly forget about Abba, Father, God's word. A true believer follows Yeshua no matter what. And that's why there have been many martyrs through the ages who trusted the Lord. And even though... The enemy take my life. I will trust you, Almighty God. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Some of the rocky people may be under the misunderstanding that Abba, Father God, will take away all their problems. I remember the 70s, that was the the mantra, wasn't it? Accept Jesus, accept Yeshua, and all your problems will disappear. I call that the bait and switch of the good news because it wasn't the truth. And I learned that. Continuing. Abba Father, God's word never promises that a life will be easy without any difficulties. He promises something far better. He promises that he will be with us in our problems, sustaining us, showing us the way, giving us provision. He promises that everything will work together for good for those who are to become like Yeshua. Because remember Yeshua? When he was in the Mount of Olives, and he said to Father, he said, Abba, Father, is there yet another way? Why did Yeshua share that? In that we would understand that when he was being pressed, all right, he identified with our humanity. It was not a a lack of faith statement towards Abba, Father, because he knew this. He was there when everything was created. But it was simply him allowing his humanity. And I appreciate this very much about Yeshua, that he would ask the Father, is, yet, is there yet another way? And you know what? The Father doesn't answer. Why? Because the Son knows the answer. And in quiet confidence, he's able to arise after the angels come and minister to him and to complete the Father's will. Thorns, still other seed, seed fell among thorns. Some people hear Abba Father's God's word and start to grow and bear fruit, but soon they become worried about the problems of daily living. They may think, if only I had more money or had more things, that I would be happy. I'd be joyous. But what does the scripture say? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Not monetary gain, not stuff, not getting, getting recognized. It's the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. These wrong beliefs take up all the person's time and energy, just like the weeds that steal all the nutrients from good plants. These people do not focus on living for Abba, Father God, so they do not produce any spiritual fruit. And that's what the Lord desires for us to do to bring about spiritual fruit. There is nothing wrong with the sower or the seed. 
The problem is the soil that is in that heart. The people who hear, hears the word of God, he, she must trust Abba, Father God, to deliver them from his or her worries and greed so that he or she can grow in Abba, Father God's word. How we grow? By meditating on his word and seeing it being accomplished in our lives. Good soil, still other seed fell upon good soil that was in the hearts of the people. And it produced fruit 160 and 30 times, as much as had been sown. Multiplication, that's the Lord's desire. It isn't, isn't it great to know that some seed did fall on some good soil found in people's hearts? This represents the people who heard Abba Father God's word and believed it. And they put their trust in Yeshua, not just one time, but all the days of their life. Their hearts received the message of the kingdom of Abba Father God, and the seed then took root. But just like when you plant actual seeds in the ground, the message of Abba Father God's kingdom will grow gradually, moment by moment. One trial and tribulation and joyous provision of God at a time. We don't plant a seed to see a plant the next day. True growth takes time. Sometimes when we plant seeds, we see different kinds of things actually grow. I didn't plant that. Why is that here? Some trees produce fruits. Some plants produce vegetables. Some produce lots of fruits. Some produce little. Even the soil that produces a small amount of fruit is good. The same is true in the hearts of believers. There are people who hear the same truth, read the same scriptures, grow in the same congregation, but produce different kinds of fruit. Everyone here has a different calling, an anointing, all right? And each and every one is seen equal in the eyes of the Father because he preordained for us to receive those giftings and walk in those anointings. Everyone's fruit will look different, but each person allows, who allows Abba Father God's truth to grow in their heart will be the right kind of fruits. It will be Abba Father God's glory of his fruit. Now the Minnesota government has an office that tests soil. You can dig up a few handfuls of dirt from your yard and send it to them. They will put it under a microscope and they'll see what's in it and they will tell you what nutrients to add or what to take away. Because there has to be balance in that soil Otherwise, if you have too many of one type nutrient, what happens? Growth cannot occur. There has to be a proper balance. You will find, find out that there are, good nutrients, there are good nutrients in your yard, and you'll need to add something to take the soil so it will be right. This is helpful for growing actual seeds and plants, but how do you test the soil of your own heart? Because what does the scripture say? The heart is deceitful and wicked, who can know it but the Lord? Yeshua gives us the answer. We can look at the fruit in our lives. And we should ask the Spirit that. Are you allowing your fruit to be manifested in my life? Or have I allowed other nutrients of the world to be blown in with weeds? Teachable, faith-filled hearts, like good soil, will produce much spiritual fruit. 
The spiritual fruit that comes from Abba Father God's Ruach HaKodesh is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, forgiveness, healing, righteousness, glory, grace, compassion, knowledge, and truth. That's a mouthful. Do you hear that? Each one is a different fruit. Another fruit is sharing Abba Father God's word with others. Do you have a desire to be fruitful and to multiply so that you may add other brothers and sisters into the kingdom. So test, so the test for good fruit or hard soil is checking to see whether there is any of this fruit in your life. If so, you will know what Abba, Father God's word, has taken root in your heart. You have believed the truth of Yeshua, and your beliefs guide your actions. You have trusted Yeshua, so his Ruach, his spirit, lives in you. A plant does not decide when to bear fruit. It happens by the will of Abba, Father God. See, it's not our responsibility when to bear fruit. In the same way, we can't decide when we are going to bear this spiritual fruit. Fruit comes naturally when we remain connected to the vine. Yeshua said, I am the vine. And in the scripture, this is what he said, I am that I am the creator of every living thing. I am the creator, the giver of life. Continuing, you are my branches, those who stay united with me. Notice that? Yeshua doesn't care whether you're a Republican, Democrat, or Independent. Are you with him? That's all that matters. I, with them, are the ones who will bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. Because we in Western society think this. Well, there has to be great crowds. Follow the great crowd. But what does the scripture say? Broad is the way that leads to destruction. But narrows the path. Narrows the path. We come into the kingdom not through grandma and grandpa. Maybe by their revelation, their testimony. But we do not come by what they have done. We have to have that toe-to-toe, eyeball-to-eyeball revelation of who Yeshua is and accept him and love and cherish him and have a relationship with him. Amen? Let's continue. We must stay connected to Yeshua because without him, we cannot bear any fruit. We aren't responsible for making the fruit. We're responsible to keep the soil of our hearts pure. What did he say? Keep your mind and your hearts pure. In good condition, good soil has sunlight, water, and nutrients. How do we think we can get water and fertilize our hearts? Read Abba Father God's word and listen to good teaching. Pray, listen to Abba Father God. Yeshua is what? He is the light and he's our Hanukkah. All right? Good soil is also free of rocks and weeds. How do we keep rocks and weeds out of the soil of our hearts? We do not plant things in our hearts or minds that are against Abba, Father God. Bad teaching, TV shows, movies, books, video games, etc. What are we allowing to go through the windows of our souls? These portals that God has given us. Are we not the guardian over them? Are we not to give an account one day what we've watched, what we've heard, what we've tolerated in bad teaching? The problem soil. There are three kinds of hard soil. 
that don't bear any kind of spiritual fruit. These people don't share the truth that is deep down in their hearts. Instead of good fruit, their lives are full of worry, fear, and frustration. They think about themselves more than about Yeshua, me first. I got to get mine. And there are men and women who have built their ministries upon themselves and their personalities. We are to be what? Drawn to Yeshua. His name is to be lifted up. His character is to be glorified. That's why you see ministries rise up for a short time. Because there's a little bit of soil there. And they grow and they flourish. And everyone's just going, oh, wow, look at this. They're gathered around about it. And what happens? All of a sudden it dies. And it's gone. What keeps us? It's Yeshua. Yeshua said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to Abba, Father, God, except through me. That's pretty simple, right? Is there another thing? No. It's Yeshua and Yeshua alone. We are to confess and tell the truth. Tell Yeshua that your heart has not been good soil. I've had to confess that to the Lord. I'm being honest and transparent before you. There are times when I've watched things and I've heard bad teaching, and it's led me down a wrong path for a period of time in my life. Who's the guardian over my heart? I am. When Satan comes and tempts me to go down the wrong path, and I'm familiar with that, what am I to do? You rebuke Hasatan. And then focus on what? The word of God and good teaching. Listen to Abba, Father God, and his promises so that the evil things of this world will not take root in our hearts. Because Rav Shaul said this, he feared most of all on this earth that least he be what? A castaway. Wait a second. He was one inspired to write most of the Brit Hadashah. That's right. So that tells us where our standing is if it's on our own grace. All right? Our foundation is what? It is Yeshua. His revelation, his teaching. To his name be all praise and glory and honor. Amen?